All right, once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D here on X-Ray FM, KXRY Portland, KQAC HD3 Portland, and 107.1 and 91.1 FM, streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. This is the finest in modern soul, boogie, outsider funk, doing the Portland thing specifically, and here we are from our studio on Albina Avenue, and I'm sitting here next to two men that I've been wanting to have in this studio for a long time. Members of Romeo and Visions Band, I have Darnell Love and Tony Winters. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank Hello. you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Yeah, it was much appreciated. Happy to be here. We're going we're gonna to walk down memory lane a little bit tonight. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got an hour and yep. uh, we got some tunes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Romeo and Visions Band hit it hard uh, back in the day, early 1980s and, and throughout, and still to this day in, in different incarnation. Uh, we have some of that music here tonight, and I figure we, we just dive right back in to it before coming on mic and, and chopping it up. This first track I'm going to play for you is is one called Fun. I figure let's have have a little bit of fun tonight. There you go. It's <laughs> a good way to start. This, is, this one's right. called Fun. It's from Visions Band, circa what, 1982, oh, 83, man. somewhere in there? Yeah, it was yeah. way back. It was way back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right when we first started. <laughs> so. Yep. Before half of our listeners were alive, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. Okay. <laughs> uh, go back in the Wayback Machine with us. You're listening to X-Ray FM, where radio is yours. Let's have some fun tonight. 
Once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D here on X-Ray FM. You just heard a cold cut <laughs> some <baloney funk. laughs> of some baloney funk a la Visions Band. I'm sitting in studio with two of the men who made that happen, Mr. Tony Winters and Darnell Love. You guys, how'd that all get going? That, that was... Uh, it was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> we were kids, man. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. How old would you say? Man, we were in college. 19, maybe? Yeah. Something we weren't old enough to be in the bar. I know that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah that's right. Darnell and I had to wait in the back. So. Yeah. That. Clark College, right? Is where yeah, you guys Clark went? Clark College. Yep. Yeah, we were, uh, we all grew up in North Portland and uh, a very priceless and rich childhood and era in North Portland. And, um, you know, we all lived right around the corner from each other. Where's that? Uh, off of North, I was on North Seward, Darnell was on Drummond, mm-hmm. and uh, a few blocks over, and right off of Peninsula down there by the old Pay and Take It, uh, which is now Mount Olivet. Oh, right? the church, yeah. And, uh, you know, we grew up around music, and there were other older musicians in the area, like Billy Bradford. And oh, yeah. Those guys lived right up the street. Billy's older than you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Billy Bradford, the drummer for Shock, yep. played in a number of other great groups. Oh, yeah. Malcolm right. Noble was over there. and right. um, This is know. North North. This is yeah. St. John's almost. Yeah, almost. By yeah, Columbia Park. Yeah, yeah, a little deep north. <laughs> and uh, Darnell and I both went to Peninsula School. Oh, okay. Yep. Peninsula Grade School, and I think we were in the seventh grade, and they had a uh, 
a little thing at the auditorium there in the cafeteria. <laughs> and we go in there, and they had brought in, virtually brought in Black Velvet. Oh, the okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, we had to sit through the assembly, and I think both Darnell and I came out of that going, hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know, we that were, blew our minds, actually. Yeah, yeah, it did. When we so, first seen that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like the closest we had ever been to a live music right and and black velvet a group that got started in the early to mid 1970s fronted by d wiggins right they were Uh, hot yeah and and the fact that that got brought into a grade school i mean oh yeah uh, it's a lesson to you know uh, elementary school programming of today yeah bring great bands in yeah great bands will will come out of it we were we were headstrong athletes all we did is play basketball football we just rotated and uh, we went to the boys club and I think when when uh, Black Velvet came we had another calling all of a sudden <laughs> man like, yeah hmm. right, right yeah I don't know if I want to continue to play sports or if I you got a bass yeah. man I'm getting me some drums I'm like, <laughs> yeah man and yeah. it kind of went from there we virtually almost got them on the same day yeah on the same oh, day. wow. Yeah. So you're what, late late middle school, early high school? Like 1977. <laughs> right. Dang. Yeah, and we were in the seventh grade. Eighth grade, um, we were had this big plan. We were going to play at the graduation. Uh, and uh, poor Darnell's chord got a short. Yeah. And we didn't know enough about musical instruments. We thought he needed a whole new bass, so we didn't get to play. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. We didn't go get another chord. We, oh, yeah. We were just starting out. Sure. You well, you, And so, folks, you're hearing it from the origins of a great rhythm section right yeah. here. Tony on drums, Darnell, yeah. of course, on bass. In fact, one of those last cuts you just heard, uh, the track Fun, featured a, an early solo from Darnell. Oh, yeah. Killing it. And oh, and thanks, I know this, this story, you know, it just kind of progresses onward. You, yeah. you guys would go to uh, Clark Community College up yep. in Vancouver. You got a similar experience with Lights Out, uh, you know, yeah. the early uh, group featuring Den- Dennis Springer and Tony Collins of Pleasure. Could you speak to that a little bit? Well, yeah, that kind of changed. That did change our life. Did, that did, too. <laughs> <laughs> that did, too, yeah. You know, when we first seen them... Uh, we were just shocked, you know, with the musicianship and just everything about them, you know. Yeah. They and, were uh, stepping. Yeah. They, they had little yeah. unis on. Yeah. And, you know. Mm-hmm. And we just sat there like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, and we were kind of trying to find our way. You know, we had went into Clark College going, okay, we're going to take, we're going to major in music and we're going to take business and, you know, this is going to help us and, then we walked down there. The guys are all that day, and it, the whole it was like, okay, they're doing the same stuff you were doing in high school, well, playing yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know they it were different. They were killing it. Yeah, it was yeah. Damian Dillon on the drums, yeah. Mazako on bass, Gregory Dalton on guitar, Andy singing, Andy Stokes. Yeah, yeah. Grammy nominated yeah. Andy Stokes. Yep. Yeah, yes. I think Kerry McCoy yeah. on keyboard. They were killing it. So Lights Out, you know, uh, one of those legendary groups that was never released. There's uh, no vinyl ever came out of that group. We have recordings of that. And and clearly we need to do a Lights Out segment at some stage. Um, And and that's entirely possible. I want to talk about, you know, the inception of Visions Band, though. I know that, you know, this that sort of that experience sort of jump started you guys getting together and and piecing uh, a group together that would go on to play downtown. You talked about... um, sophisticated funk band off mic a moment ago and pam williams the singer that would uh yep. 
helped to front Visions Band. Could you that talk about great. you know how that that came about? Sophisticated Funk. Well, we have went to the park to the end of the summer jam at Peninsula Park. Put on by uh, Joe Bean Entertainment Joe Bean and JW Friday. Yep, and uh, Randy Starr came out and they were Sophisticated Funk. And they were killing it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we were definitely bumping to the music, but we zeroed in on the vocals he had. And it uh, was Pam Williams and Brian Idol. Right. And we thought that they were very, very good. <laughs> and they blended very, very well together. And both of them could sing. And, um, you know, as the years progressed, you know, we had opportunities to have both of them uh, in visions. Uh, yeah. Not together, but you know, um, Pam was a singer in uh, with David Young in our our first, first go at Visions, yeah. and then when we regrouped uh, to get into the downtown circuit, we had Brian Idol. Oh yeah, yeah, Lee. right. And mm-hmm. I've seen that promo photo mm-hmm. with you guys and Brian. Yeah. Well, l- let's jump back into this. You know, okay. we've got a track here with with right. Pam on it, I believe. Uh, it's a Ntume uh, uh, joint. Would you like to fool around? Yeah. Visions band. This is Stepper, fellas. <laughs> I hope everybody's ready for a Stepper. <laughs> All right, once again, you're listening to X-Ray FM. I've got Darnell Love and Tony Winters of the iconic Visions Band and Romeo in studio. Stay tuned.
boyfriend Don't be so mean And baby don't you go too far Once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D. I'm sitting in studio with Tony Winters and Darnell Love of the Visions Band. You've been listening to a couple of cuts. That last one called If You Want Me To Be. And before that, a James Ntume track. Would you like to fool around? So you guys, yes. let's talk about it. This, you know, the, the last couple of cuts we, we dug into, you know, start to get more into that... Uh, mid 80s sound would i be right in saying that's probably going to be like 84 85 type production right there yeah yeah i think yeah, so 83 84 yeah yeah i really like the jazz cut uh oh the did. instrumental yeah the instrumental yeah yeah i think that's when we were really starting to move starting forward to, yeah we were starting to kind of mature with our thoughts and playing and right the mm-hmm. direction we kind of wanted to go and, and the industry was changing so much at that time. I mean, you know, your earliest songs didn't have any synthesizers on them. These last couple were hearing, you know, more syncopated uh, hand claps and uh, synth type work. Do you remember working with these machines? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, the best we could. You know, our um, studio time for us was limited. Very limited. Because we... we <laughs> You know, we were paying for college. We were only getting $800 every 90 days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, he, Darnell and myself and my brother, uh, Bobby, uh, all lived together, uh, had an apartment, and we were just trying to play and make things happen. We didn't have a lot of money. 
we had to do a lot of things on the first take. Right. <laughs> Man, we better get this right. We, we only got $100. <laughs> right. <laughs> I no seem kidding. to remember you guys telling me a story about how you, there was an anonymous donor or a guy that really liked your set and, and passed you guys a scent at one point. Yes, he did. Or ma- maybe even more than that. He would come to every show and uh, when we were like playing the Chitlin circuit. and he really The Northeast Portland Chitlin circuit. Yep, yeah. and, uh, and he was kind of like a pimp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, look like a wow. pimp, and uh, you know, we just kind of struck up a conversation. He's like, "Man, you brothers got a lot of heart. Y'all gonna go places. I, I just want to help y'all out." Oh, yeah. And he said, "Man, is there anything y'all need?" And we were like, "Well, we've seen a rolling sampler keyboard." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he got it for us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, we we that took that thing around the world. It was a big help. <laughs> yeah, I'm because sure. it kind of defined. You know uh, what we wanted to do next as we rounded out visions and became Romeo. Right. So, and and that transformation took place in the mid to late '80s. What what distinguishes Romeo from Vision Span? I mean, were you, you know, guys playing I, downtown in Vision Span? That, or? Um, you know, Darnell and I were leading bands for quite some time, and you know, with Visions, we first started out as like a seven or eight piece band and and then we were you know we narrowed it down to a six piece band and it was really difficult sometimes to get all six or eight or seven minds focused on the same thing and move in the same direction so right one of the things when we came up with the concept of Romeo it was like, man, we just gonna keep it family. Oh, <laughs> uh, keep it simple, yeah, yeah. Keep it simple, keep it family. It'd be me, you, Bob. Let's go get cousin Tracy, and and we good. We gonna sequence, and and we'll do it like that. Well, and you talk about with Visions Band too. Uh, you know how you all uh, were playing the Chitlin Circuit, quote unquote. You played Geneva's. You played. Uh, spot you know on the corner of 15th and fremont oh, yeah. for a minute you played yeah, uh, the texas two yeah, yeah. all these all these spots that but did visions break into the downtown scene i remember you talking about how the addition of brian idol uh that is correct. you know helped make that possible or or something just can you talk about it yeah we um yeah we got into downtown and uh it was still difficult to get in there and um but we got in there and yeah. we did the best we could yeah but when it really happened is with Romeo. Ah, know? yeah, yeah. And, and adding yeah. Brian was a, a huge key component for us to cross the, the bridge. Um, they just were not letting all black bands play in the mainstream downtown clubs. And, you know, there were uh, things that came along with that, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, black folks don't pay for drinks, you turn on a light, there'll be a bunch of Mickeys on the floor. Oh, they're probably going to they'll attract a black crowd and a fight a jump off and and those were a lot of the things we had to face and you know but once we were able to get down there it was important to develop a, a good relationship with the club owners like cats like tony dimacola sure you yeah know, yeah and and really you know just get a good personal relationship with these folks that they knew who we were and uh what kind of guys we were and then once we disbanded uh, Visions and, and a few months later uh, reformed with Romeo, um, it was a little bit easier to approach them 
yeah. and, and get back downtown. And we owe a big thanks to Cooler. Oh, yeah, cooler. yeah. Because uh, Cooler, uh, we went and talked to Nate, mm-hmm. and Nate let us open for him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then that's when uh, yep. uh, we Romeo. Were yeah, I kind of got there. our foot yeah. in there. And then Dan Reed. Oh, and Dan Reed. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Dan Reed let us. I said Dan like, Reed. Man, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for those guys, yeah. man, we, we wouldn't have been able to get yeah. where we were. Right. And and we you know, it's one of the things, you know, Darnell and I have kinda looked at over the period of years with the other musicians in Portland. And uh we love all these cats, man. We've had a lot of interaction with them uh, over the years and you know, it's like uh always tried to be competitive and do our best. But you know, at the end of the day I would always look at it like, Well, you know, they shouldn't hate us because they should be taking the kudos for creating us. Oh, some of the other musicians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, our ideas and our inspirations came from y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Yeah. You're responsible for us. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys opening up on that topic. You know, it's, yeah. you're, you're not the only group that's come into the studio and, and kind of spoke to that musical redlining, that mm-hmm. sign of the times, you know, folks right. just couldn't get across the bridge. And, and the, in a strange way, it's like the Willamette River made for this barrier mm-hmm. to, musically right. for so many acts. Yeah. And and the fact that by 1985, you know, you're still struggling with this yeah. is baffling. Yeah. Uh, but, but it speaks mm. to, you know, the history of Portland, Oregon, and we have to illuminate that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important that you guys, you know, speak out on uh, Romeo as well yeah. and and that group you know did some some special things you know you're utilizing a lot of this uh, sequencing sampling uh, production type equipment to change the way your show um, met the people and I've seen some video clips of this mm-hmm. and there's something different happen happening with what you guys were doing uh, as compared to many of these other groups, even the ones you described, Cooler or mm-hmm. uh, Dam Reed Network. Right. Um, talk about what, you know, the way in which you started to produce your group, how, how that enabled you to, to step out front. Well, you know, we watched a lot of videos, and I think Darnell and Bobby and I always looked at uh, national, we went to a lot of concerts, oh, yeah. and I think that what we seen was different than what a lot of people seen. And, you know, what we were really zeroing in on was their show and the fact that how they captivated the audience. And, and these people, these musicians were multi-talented. They could sing, play, dance. Right. And it, and it seemed like it was moving in that direction. Everybody was doing it. Yeah, we wanted to do it. We wanted <laughs> yeah. to do that. Bad. And we had rhythm. And we were athletes, and, and I mean, it just it was something that came natural. So before you know it, uh, Romeo is chore- choreographing their entire sets, right. doing something uh, varied and different. I wish we could show you that video through the radio oh, waves, yeah. <laughs> but at the very least, we can show you some music. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to get into a cut. Um, this, this one's called Heidi High. You're listening to Radio... Uh, Romeo, rather, here on X-Ray FM, where radio is yours. Yo, this is CJ, your DJ. Go ahead, we're on the air. Yo, can you play that damn new jam by the group Romeo or what? Well, I'm already in effect, homeboy. Here's the number one jam on the radio band. Heidi Heidi by Romeo. And it's okay. (laughs) 
Once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D here on X-Ray FM. I'm in the studio with two men from the band Romeo, Tony Winters, Darnell Love. We are getting into some cuts. That last one was called Perfect Pair. And this is some uh, 1980s PDX PDX funk. This is is a band that was downtown kicking it at uh, Last Hurrah. Yeah. At, uh, was it the Rodeo? Uh, Rodeo we, or Starry uh, Night? Shanghai Lounge and right, it, every Largo. club we could yeah. get into. Yeah, Key Largo. We played them Key all. Key Largo, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played them all. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then we took it on the road. Um, right. Pacific Talent was our booking agency, and uh, they had brought the Pacific Air Force. had came to a gig of ours at Shanghai Lounge. And they looked at the Romeo show, and they were like, "We want those guys, and we want them in, I think, three, three weeks." Right. <laughs> so, and um, it, usually it takes a month to get a passport, but the, when the U.S. government get involved, you can actually get in a week. Oh wow! <laughs> so they fast tracked our passports, and uh, we all run back to our jobs and go, "Well, here's my two week notice. I'm 
We're out. <laughs> wow. Where'd you guys go? Uh, we went to Japan, Philippines, wow. Guam, Hawaii. Yeah. And uh, we were gone for about three months and uh, touring with Club Nouveau. Oh, right. no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I opening with those that. guys and uh, hanging out with them every night. Wild. Yeah. This would have been what, 88? Uh, 89. 89. Yep, 1989. And then we came back and uh, played a few gigs here in, in Portland and then we took off on a tour of Canada. Oh, yeah. And sure uh, yeah. we spent some time up there playing the club circuit there, um, Earthquake Annie's or. Yeah. Yeah, up there in um, BC. And uh, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we came back and started, you know, doing things around here again in Portland and Salem. And uh, I think we had all had children by then. And we were like, well, you know, we better stick closer to home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't want to miss out on that. Right. So, right. you know, we were starting to raise sense. families. And, and uh, you know, we, we were brought up under the, the mom and dad. And Darnell, mom, dad, right? And uh, we knew we had to do right. There you go. Yeah, you gotta do right. So Romeo comes to a close around eighty-nine, ninety. Yeah, about nineteen ninety. Right. Then yeah, starts. ninety, ninety-one. We brought it to an end, and uh, Darnell and Bobby and uh, my brother, uh, we just kind of chilled. And a um, few years went by, maybe a couple years, and. Andy Stokes had approached Darnell and I about playing, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a three-year stint with him. And uh, but let me just take a quick second and talk about the members of Romeo. Let's do that. Yeah, uh, Romeo is <laughs> Darnell Love, Tracy Stone, Bobby Winters, and Tony Winters. Right. Uh, Bobby and I were brothers. Tracy is our cousin. Dee is our cousin. We are all one big family. And um, Tracy plays with a group now called Design. And, in Portland? Uh, yeah, here in Portland. Where Popular do they play? Top 40 group. Yeah, they play all around. They're uh, one of the top, top yeah, 40. Top, top 40. Oh, man. Acts here. Yeah, acts here and uh, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Design. And uh, uh, Bobby, unfortunately, had got sick um, probably in 2005, and we lost Bobby to heart disease. And, you know, with his passing, we also kind of came to the determination we would never be able to perform as Romeo just because he left such a huge shoes to fill. Yeah. Uh, Bobby was a guitar player, vocalist, rapper, dancer, keyboardist, and we have yet to find any one person that can do all that. So... You know, he was a huge component of the band, and uh, we miss him every day. Everything we do to this day, uh, even with five grand, we do with Bobby in our heart. There you go. That's for sure. We love him. We miss him. And uh, he knows. He's looking down on us. He he, he knows we're here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's here with us. Yeah. Well, and the music speaks to that. You know, the video uh, speaks to that. And hopefully more, more folks can have access to, to yeah. hearing some of that in the near future. 
Um, yeah. Sure do appreciate you guys mm-hmm. coming on today. I mean, you just mentioned five grand. You guys are are kicking, man. Uh, <laughs> out at out at Clyde's, uh, I, I see you guys fairly regularly. Uh, is it third Saturday? Yeah, and uh, I think third Saturday at Celebrities, and then yeah. Clyde's were like the last Saturday of the month. Okay, so fourth Saturday, yeah. Clyde's third. Spare yeah. room is coming up. Yep, spare room coming up, and yeah. five grand is Darnell and I. And uh, uh, Eddie West, Edward West. Yeah, that's Shout right. Shout out to Eddie. That's mm-hmm. right. And Shout uh, out to Eddie. yeah, and uh, Melly Steinbeck, uh, who we call Baby Ditter. <laughs> She's a baby of the band. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, and then there's wonderful Will vocalist. Kanan. Wonderful. Yep. Mike Richardson, uh, Richard Gates. Uh, this is like a little nucleus of us. Richard Gates is playing with you now. Uh, well, Richard is kind of like our honorary guitar player. Okay. Yeah. So, Richard, you heard his guitar work on the early Visions Band yep. stuff. Right. Richard for folks out there. Richard has been with us for years and years and years. And Richard was also with uh, was Black, it Velvet. Black, Black Velvet. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe even, no, yeah, Black Velvet. Yeah. I was going to say Slickophonic, but Black yeah, Velvet's Black the one. Yeah, he yeah. was another one that lived around the corner. So all these people. So anybody that lived on your block could be in the band. If you played an instrument, (laughs) you know it wasn't far to walk. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) Well, you. uh, I want first off, uh, your next gig with um, with five grand then would be. Let's see. Coming up, celebrities in two weeks. Okay. Right. Yep. A Saturday night. Yep. Uh, And and hopefully we can hear some recordings of five grand. Um, We've got some uh, recordings of you with the Andy Stokes band. Mid ninety or no, uh, yeah, mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. we've got a few. You know, no words, jam, trust. What are you guys thinking? What feels good to you to go out on? Uh, let's go out with the. Let's give them some. I uh, like all of those. I like all of them. <laughs> um, I don't, let's give them some push too fast. They right. like that. Push all right. Yes. Yeah. We're kicking. All right. And, all right. and it, it who knows? Shows. We might even we, give we, you a medley. We might give you, you a, a quick we'll dose. Give them a little bit of everything. <laughs> Once again, you've li- been listening to Night School with. Darnell Love and Tony Winters of the group Romeo and Visions Band. Check them out with five grand uh, all around town. Stay tuned um, for Liquid Beat coming up next. For more information on the, this program, you can check it out online, www.nightschool.us. Gentlemen, thank you for being in, in the studio. Thank you. All right. Push too fast. Here we go. You can come aggressive if you want. <laughs> Take it back, baby. Pull it back, baby. Pull it back, baby.